Hello, everyone. We are back with this week's episode of the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Andrew Schnitker, and we have a special treat for you guys this week. We This is our NC State Baseball Season Preview special episode, and we have four, yes, count us, four of us on these waves today. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Alex Sawyer. Assistant Sports Editor Camden Spate. And I'm Staff Writer Jason Bockerman. That's right. For those of you that will remember last year's baseball preview episode, Jason was on that one, and against our better judgment, Alec and I decided to invite him back. So you know, we'll just uh, we'll just see where this goes today. Really, really appreciate it. <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about baseball. As we know, it's starting up this weekend. The first series against Bucknell starts Friday at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 2 and Sunday at 1, and then they travel to Elon on Tuesday. And uh, head coach Elliot Avon in his 23rd season. He's been here for a, a long while. So we're going to go th- kind of position by position, talk about the guys that are coming back and the guys that have left. And uh, we're going to start in the infield. So uh, main guys coming back, obviously, Will Wilson, Patrick Bailey, main two offensive players. And then you can kind of add Evan Edwards into that group as well. Yeah, um, Will Wilson at shortstop's a guy that's you know now two-year starter for NC State moving into that all-important junior year for him a guy that hit 307 last year 15 home runs 53 rbis just a really talented shortstop for this team and i think him along with bailey who had a really good freshman year last year are the two guys that will lead this offense are the two guys you look at when you go down this roster and circle those two names as the guys that are going to need to perform for this offense to be able to have some success yeah you're definitely losing some guys that were key cogs in that offense last year but you do have some other interesting pieces returning in the infield. You've got Dylan Cooper played a little bit. Didn't have the greatest season at the plate. He lost that starting spot halfway through last season. And he did have nine errors, which were the second most on the team. And it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of grow a little bit more this year. J.T. Jarrett, he had the interesting stat for him, 20 sacrifice bunts last year. JT Jarrett is fast and he played most of the year at second base. I would expect to see that again. And then you've got a few other really intriguing guys that could add a little bit to this lineup. Yeah, we got Evan Edwards, uh, obviously had a huge season last year, 15 home runs, almost hit 348 RBIs. Um, he is limited defensively. So with that dynamic between him and Brad Debo over, you know, um, so Edwards is obviously going to take up that first base spot. Debo could take up that DH spot, but Edwards will definitely be one of the key guys coming back, and he'll provide some protection for Will Wilson and Patrick Bailey there. be interesting to see how much Devontae Brown gets involved this year. He was 4 for 27 last year, scored 8 runs, 8 walks. Um, so it will probably see an increased role with some of the guys that have lost this year and we'll, from last year, and we'll see how that turns out. Um I think Patrick Bailey is an interesting guy because of his switch hitting. It'll be interesting to see how he comes back, not comes back from last year, how he builds on last year and if he's able to put up the same numbers. Yeah, I think Patrick Bailey last year had an absolutely fantastic season as a freshman to come in and be able to grab that starting catcher role, make that his job and also hit just really well. It was a program record for home runs by a freshman. He just really broke out and he's a guy that 
is so talented that you can see him building on it. We mentioned some of the other guys that, you know, you look at last year didn't have huge roles, but maybe start to move into more of an important role this year. Devontae Brown, David Vasquez played a little bit, but didn't really see significant time. But again, you lose a lot of talent in this lineup from last year when you look at the outfielders leaving, but some of these guys might be able to step up. Yeah, and I think that when you 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 know you mentioned that outfield, Alec, that's one of the biggest places that this team is losing a lot. When you look at Brett Kinnaman, Josh McClain, and Brock Detheridge, that was the trio in the outfield for a long time. And Josh McClain hit leadoff for this team. He played really well in center field. He was a hit machine. Brett Kinnaman had that incredible start last year, cooled off a little bit, finishes with 17 home runs. Brock Deathridge had a really good senior season, and when you look at the what he brought with both his power, 14 home runs, and and you look at Brock Deathridge, what he was able to do speed-wise, he was a threat on the base paths. He had a really good start to his minor league career in the Detroit Tigers organization, but some intriguing options to fill those outfield spots this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, one guy I really like is Johnny Butler, a JUCO transfer. He'll have three years of eligibility coming in. And he'd be he'll be eligible to play this year. Uh, you just look at his line: three seventy two batting average, four forty four on base, five ninety two uh, slugging. Um, a pretty robust line there uh, th- uh, to go with thirty nine stolen bases, eight home runs, and 25, 24 walks and twenty five strikeouts. Um, when you look at that combination of speed, plate discipline, there's a lot to like with Johnny Butler and with those three outfield positions opening. Uh, I could definitely see him taking one of those spots and running with it. Really interesting with that stolen bases. He had 39 in at Heartland Community College last year, or yeah, last year. And um, the Kinnaman, McLean, and Deathridge trio was 40 for 54 stolen bases last year, which was 74%. That's a lot of speed that NC State has lost going into this year. So that's stepping up for Butler, stepping up with that. I think Terrell Tatum is another guy that could do that. He was not in for 11 stolen ba- stealing bases last year. He hit 271. The problem with Tatum was the walks to strikeouts. He had 24 walks. He had 42 strikeouts, which was fourth fourth highest on the team and just 85 at-bats. That strikeout percentage is not good, and that has to come down for him to stay in the starting lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think Terrell Tatum someone that is going to step up. Terrell Tatum someone that Elliot Amit really, really likes last year. He was pretty clear on that, and he got a lot of DH opportunities last year. Obviously, not very much opportunity to play in the outfield with those three guys, but he batted 271. Obviously, the strikeouts, that's very, very high and something that's going to need to come down, but I think Tatum, Johnny Butler, both are guys that will probably find themselves in the outfield a lot. You have a couple other guys that come in looking for positions, a few freshmen, a few guys that have been around. Lawson McArthur hasn't really played much for NC State. He's been there, but pinch runner, defensive replacement. Um, you have a couple freshmen from the Czech Republic. Mark Schlupp is an outfielder. Um, you have another one that plays infield, Wojtek Menchik. Those two guys, Luca Tresh was the uh, – Highest rated recruit for this team. He is a catcher, but with Patrick Bailey, Brad Debo, he also very well could find himself in the outfield. So I think you have a lot of options, but it's going to be finding the guys to replace that outfield trio because that was a trio that was really special for this team and also a trio that had been here and starting for multiple years together. Now let's turn to the starting pitching. Brian Brown was the number one starter for NC State last year with a 2.74 ERA, almost 100 innings. He had 98 strikeouts on just 26 walks. Knew how to throw strikes, didn't have a lot of velocity, but was definitely a solid option for that number one. 
Uh, Johnny Piedmont, another guy. He was injured half of the year, only pitched 98 innings, had a four over a 4.0 ERA. The, those two guys are, are both have left from last year. You have Reed Johnson, who stepped up a lot in his freshman year last year at a 3.06 ERA in 64 innings, only walked 15 guys, struck out 49. So he will likely be in that number one starter role going into this season. Yeah, Reed Johnson came on strong last year. And NC State, when you look at their season last year, really struggled for the first half of the year to win on Fridays. Um, had a few series in a row there in ACC play where they would lose the Friday game and then win the other two. But then Reed Johnston kind of stepped into that Friday role um, midway through the year and really had a strong season, was a really good pitcher, that 3.06 ERA, as you mentioned. He's a guy that I think clearly comes in as the starter you look to with the experience, the guy that's done it before. But you have a couple other options, some new guys coming in as well that very well could see the starting rotation. Yeah, after Johnston there, uh, really kind of up for grabs those last two weekend starting positions and just the week starting uh, positions in general. A guy I like a lot is Alec Barger. He started off at Northern Illinois University and really didn't play much there, had seven appearances, and transferred to Polk State, and that's when he really kind of broke out. Uh, 3.56 ERA there and 16 starts. Um, really good control, uh, a lot to like there. 1.7 walks per nine and striking out over a batter in inning. So... Uh, the Brewers liked it a lot. They drafted him in the 16th round, but he chose to come to NC State. Um, and I think he could easily slide into one of the starting roles, um, especially with the opportunity there. And another guy maybe is John Creel. Um, he could be more of a bullpen guy, but uh, six starts at Wake Tech last year, 2.96 ERA. Uh, a lot of control issues, uh, walking almost a guy in inning, but uh, definitely has the stuff to play against the ACC. And after that, there's really a couple options that NC State could go with if if maybe Creel goes to the bullpen. Um, Michael Beeline is a guy. He had a 5.35 ERA in seven starts last year. Uh, had a pretty good strikeout numbers, 30 strikeouts to just 11 walks um, in 33 innings. So, and he throws hard. He's a guy that could be a really good option if he's able to control his stuff. Um Matt, Matty Gutierrez, I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, a 4.0 ERA. He had four starts last year. That could be another option. Didn't see him a ton in last season, but that another guy that could go into that role, as well as David Harrison, who struggled, who struggled last year, had a 5.7 ERA, way too many walks, but he did have um, a couple starts last year throughout the season. Yeah, and then when you look at the bullpen, you do have a lot of guys coming back. The guys that you lose, the the big one is Joe O'Donnell, who had a 1.48 ERA and 11 saves. He really was reliable in that closer spot for NC State last year. Connor Santala also has gone from last year's team. But the guy I look at that I think is really going to be the backbone of this NC State bullpen this year is Kent Kleiman. You look at what he did last year, 2.34 ERA, 31 appearances, 61 innings, 67 strikeouts, 25 walks. I mean, he was Mr. Reliable for this team. If they needed a setup guy, they needed someone to give O'Donnell a break closing to be a fireman and come in and kind of diffuse a situation with some guys on base, Kent Kleiman did it. And I really think that going forward, he's going to be the most important guy in that bullpen. Yeah, I think Nolan Clenny is also a guy, redshirt senior this year. Little surprise he wasn't drafted last year after his solid season with a 3.53 ERA, but he was really kind of that eighth inning guy. 
uh, seventh inning guy that would you know either put out a fire or uh, hold you know a two three run lead. And I think he'll kind of slide back into that role. He has really good stuff. Um, he's really consistent, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do this year. Then you have uh, John Creel, who we mentioned earlier, who could be competing for a starting spot. Austin Staley, he just had one appearance last year. He was good two seasons ago. Last year he was out of injury, so we didn't see him just for that one appearance. He could be a guy that could come back this year, as well as Nick Swinney, who had 20 appearances as a freshman, had 37 strikeouts and 30 innings of 3.5 ERA. So that group there is a pretty solid start for the bullpen. One thing I, I want to touch on a little bit here is there's a couple of football players who are in either on the baseball roster or were recruited to play baseball. Uh, Thera Thomas is a guy, wide receiver from the football team, who has been out there on the field. Kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on what maybe we might see from him in the baseball season. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think we're going to see a Lee McNeil. He hasn't been on the roster. He hasn't really been around. Thera Thomas, though, I mean, that's an interesting story. I remember Alec and Camden, we were at that first scrimmage watching it, and there was a number that wasn't listed on the roster that we didn't know. And as we were walking down to the interview area with the men's or with the baseball sports information director, Justin Wilson, he told us that that was Thayer Thomas. And I talked to Coach Avon about it that day, and he kind of said we'd see how things go. And then recently, the last scrimmage last weekend, I talked to Thayer. And he seems really excited about playing baseball. He talked about, you know, he's done that his whole life and the discipline that he has to be able to focus on two sports and the support he's had from both Coach Doran and Coach Avent. So I think that that's something we could see. And when you look at some of the catches he makes as a wide receiver for the football team, I think that could translate well to him maybe playing in the outfield. He kind of was joking around on Friday saying that he thinks that catching a fly ball is easier than catching a punt. So... That's going to be a, he could be a contributor for this team and could be a a good two-sport star for this school that we haven't really seen since uh, Russell Wilson's days at NC State. Yeah, I think the one thing going for Thayer Thomas there is that that outfield's so open. Um, Who knows what you're going to get from him? Who knows how much you're going to see him? I mean, obviously playing two sports isn't something that most people can do, and it's something that's scheduling-wise and just logistically something that's really hard to figure out, but... It is an open outfield. It is someone that maybe we could see. So it's definitely an interesting little wrinkle for this team to have someone from the football team also playing. And I do want to just point out that also in talking to both Coach Ava and Thayer Thomas, football does come first for Thayer. He's talked about he can't miss any football workouts or anything to go play baseball. So it it may be on a limited basis that we see him, but I, to me, he definitely seemed committed to at least giving it a try to play some baseball. So to wrap things up here, last year's team went 42 and 18, 19 and 11 in ACC, lost out in the regionals, as we all remember. So let's go through some some MVPs here. First, with the offensive MVP, I'll start. I'm gonna go with Patrick Bailey. I think coming off of his incredible freshman season, he could really be a guy that builds on that and continues to see his numbers go up. And I think that hitting in that maybe in the cleanup spot probably in the cleanup spot or maybe in the three um he's really gonna have a lot a big season rbis wise and everything so yeah i think bailey is gonna have a 
another good season was really good last year i'll go for an offensive mvp will wilson a guy that has been able to really produce for this team for two years now him and along with patrick bailey both getting some preseason nods for small american teams both on golden spikes award watch list to start the season wilson's a really good shortstop and a really good offensive weapon hits for power is able to spread the ball around and i think he's a guy that hopefully he can continue that not hit that junior slump that so many guys hit but i think he's the guy that will really drive this offense i'm gonna go with evan edwards um more of your traditional uh first baseman with just tremendous power last year uh with those 15 home runs 48 rbis and he'll be in the middle of that lineup and he'll, he'll be following will wilson patrick bailey and he just has such good power 48 walks last year second on the team my bad, 41 walks, second on the team. Does strike out uh, kind of a lot with 63 last year, but his power is enough to make him that MVP, in my opinion. I think I'm also going to go with Will Wilson. I think that he will be... The one thing to watch for him is that kind of dreaded junior slump for baseball players in that first draft-eligible season. But I don't see that being an issue for him. He's a guy who's pretty reliable hitter, can hit on base, he can hit for power, he can drive guys in. I think he's probably going to hit in the two-hole for this team. So I think that Will Wilson is really going to kind of be the guy that makes this offense go this year. Moving to the pitching staff, the MVP for the for the pitchers for me is going to be Reed Johnson. I know, you know, obviously Kent, Clint, Kent Kleiman, really big role in the bullpen. But I think Reed Johnson has an opportunity to take that number one spot and and really run with it and build on his numbers from last year and I think he can he can do much better than he did in in last year's start so I'm gonna go Reed Johnson yeah I uh, tend to agree with that I was gonna say Reed Johnson so for the sake of not just repeating you I'll go Kent Kleiman because that's a guy that's super important for this NC State team incredibly reliable out of the bullpen last year 31 appearances 61 innings he's not a guy that comes in and gets a couple outs he's a guy you can throw out there to get two or three innings out of the bullpen strikes out a lot of batters and is just really talented and is someone that's going to be really important for this team because he's going to be that go-to guy out of the bullpen yeah i'm gonna go with joe ingle a bullpen guy a uh, guy we didn't talk about earlier but you know had two pretty good seasons at ecu um was you know really really good as a freshman uh, had an era in the ones and i think he'll really shore up that bullpen um that really kind of only depended on a few guys last year but you're going to have him um, possibly closing, you know, maybe an, as an eighth inning guy. But he has really good stuff, and I think uh, he's my pitching MVP. That's an interesting point you bring up about only having a few guys because that's what's really hurt this team in those regional losses the past few years. But I'm also going to go with Kent Kleiman just because of the number of different things, as I mentioned earlier, you can do. If he's not the closer, he can be your setup man. He could very well end up closing. Like Alex said, if a starter kind of has a rough outing and has to come out early, he can go in and give you two or three innings, kind of bridge the gap to some later inning guys. So I just think that having a guy with that versatility who can pitch in so many different situations is going to be so important for Elliott Avent this year, especially with some of the turnover that we're going to see in the starting rotation early in the season. The final award is going to be a breakout player. I'm going to go with Terrell Tatum. I think he'll, he'll really get an outfield spot. I think that speed is going to be really important, not 9 for 11 stealing bases last year. As long as the strikeouts come down, and I think they will, I think he's going to be a really important piece to this lineup. 
Well, you were uh, one step ahead of me again there. I had Terrell Tatum written down. So I'll go. Um, I think when you look at NC State and you look the last few years, they've had a freshman really kind of step up every year and be good. Patrick Bailey last year, Will Wilson the year before. Um, Luca Tresh is a guy that probably won't catch, but maybe could find his way into the outfield. He's their highest rated recruit coming in. And I think he's someone that you might be able to look at to be a guy that will kind of break out offensively, maybe play some DH, play some in the outfield, do those kind of things. Because, again, you look the last, I mean, really five, six years, NC State's had a freshman that's really worked his way into the starting lineup and produced. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, with Alec Barger here, uh, the Juco transfer from Polk State. Uh, we talked about him earlier. I really like his control. I really like uh, how many people he strikes out. And I really think his stuff will play against ACC um, competition. And, you know, with those two and uh, number two and number three spots open in the rotation. I really think he has a good chance of grabbing those and kind of running with it. I'm going to go with Thayer Thomas. I think just talking to him the other day, I just really think that he seems committed to giving this whole baseball thing a try. He's a, as we've seen when he plays football, he's a very good athlete, very fast. And I think that with that open outfield, I think he's got a chance to make an impact if he wants to. So I think we are actually going to see Thera Thomas play and play well for this NC State baseball team this year. And and finally, let's really talk about the team expectations for the season. With the pieces lost from last year, especially in the outfield, I don't see this team being as good as last year's team, 42-18 and 18 last year. I think it would be realistic to say that NC State gets to a regional and probably doesn't make it out, make out of it. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think this team definitely is going to take a step back a little bit from last year. I don't think that hosting a regional is something that should be expected of this team going into the year. Obviously, that team last year did host that regional. Um, I think this team probably makes the NCAA tournament, probably gets in as a two or three seed in another regional from there. Who knows? The tournament is always up for grabs. I mean, not that NC State's had a lot of success the last few years in the NCAA tournament, but I don't think hosting a regional is realistic, but I think making the NCAA tournament is. Yeah, I think they'll make the NCAA tournament slide into a regional, but uh, unlike last year when they played a uh, you know, really hot Auburn team, and you know, even though NC State was hosting the regional, um, it was kind of assumed that you know Auburn was the better team just because they were hot down the stretch, and that's how it kind of happens a lot in college baseball. So, I th- yeah, I think they make a regional. Um, I think there's a lot to like with the pitching, though. So I think they have a better chance of making it out of the regional than last year. But the only thing that is a little concerning, I guess, is the offense, you know, with only Wilson, Bailey, and Edwards as the main impact guys coming back from last year. Um, there are a lot of questions there. But I think the pitching, um, you definitely have a lot there, and you have enough to make it past the regional round. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point about the pitching. It's like we, It's like I said earlier, that's the really – main thing that's hurt them in these regional losses is they just end up kind of running out of pitching and the pitchers that they have just end up kind of running out of gas. You definitely saw that in that regional loss to Auburn last year. But I think this is a kind of just a make the tournament year for NC State with some of the losses from last year's team. I think they'll be able to get it done. I'm going to have them losing in a regional just because they've done it so many years in a row I kind of need to see them actually get over that hump before I believe that they can do it but to Jason's point I wouldn't be surprised if the pitching can get them through I also think you know last year this team had a really good team with some of those that trio in the outfield and with Brian Brown and there was maybe a little bit more 
pressure and expectation, especially with how they start the, started the season to really do something special. And I think this year with maybe without some expectations, there might be a little bit less pressure on this team and that may let them get something done. And that's all we have really today. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm assistant sports editor Camden Spate. I'm sports editor Andrew Schnicker. I'm assistant sports editor Alex Sawyer. I'm staff writer Jason Bockerman. And we will be back next week probably to talk about a little bit more basketball. Thanks for listening, everyone.